Good morning, it's Councillor Glenn and it is Saturday, October 28th. This morning I'm on uh, Abbott Street at Ponderosa in front of another Halloween house. Um, it, you can see it behind me here. There's um, some skeletons transporting some kind of uh, concoction and some cauldrons. There's a, a skeleton in the tub. There's skeleton uh, on the toilet it looks like. Anyways, lots of creativity here, lots of skeletons. Um, it's at Abbott and Ponderosa, which is just a block west of the Abbott and Rouncey roundabout. And uh, another one of the great creative Halloween displays in our community here in Stittsville. So come check it out. I hope everyone has a safe and uh, fun Halloween on we on uh, Tuesday evening. And of course that means on on November 1st is a great Stittsville event, the Stittsville Pumpkin Parade. This happens in the evening at uh, Village Square Park, corner of Abbott and Stittsville, Maine. And people are invited to bring their creative pumpkins and put them on display and there will be dozens if not hundreds of pumpkins all lit up and some prizes for the best costumes really great event so please check that out on uh, November 1st kind of a post Halloween party at Village Square Park <clears throat> uh, <laughs> lots going on this week uh, lots coming up next week I'll give you a bit of a preview or a, a recap and a preview I guess of what's happening so um, uh, this week my week started at the Hazeldean Mall at uh, the relaunch of the mall walking program this is a program that's been happening for 34 years inside the Hazeldean Mall. And uh, for the last four years, I guess since before the pandemic, it's been on pause, but they relaunched it. And uh, basically you can go in early in the morning and walk around inside the mall. A great uh, opportunity to stay active when the weather starts to get a little bit colder. We have a walking program in Stittsville as well, by the way. They're outside in the, in the nice months and then they move into Johnny LaRue Arena uh, when it gets uh, not so nice out. Um, if you'd like more information about that, please contact my office and I'd be happy to put you in touch with the organizers. Uh, as I was heading downtown after that event, I got news about the uh, big change the province made. They rescinded amendments that they made to our city's official plan a year ago. And it's significant for Stittsville. This is something that uh, I was never happy about the changes they made because a year ago they added additional land west of Stittsville to the urban boundary. This was after city council went through a two and a half, three year process of engagement and consultation. And we decided to keep that land out because we thought it was not uh, good land to, to integrate into, uh, into our community. And then the province a year ago in 2022 overruled us and added that land back in and it's a piece of land west of uh, Stittsville, west of Landswood and Birchland uh, in the Westridge Deer Run neighborhood. Anyhow, as of Monday, the province took it back out and rescinded every other change they made to our official plan. So this is a good thing, although it does mean a lot of the planning work that the city has done around infrastructure and zoning for the past year uh, is, is a little bit out of whack now. So it's going to be quite a bit of work by city staff uh, to, to revise plans that they've made over the past year subsequent to the original decision. Uh, anyhow, I'm going to share some more about that on my website over the weekend and uh, try to bring you up to date. It's, the next steps are still not super clear, but um, uh, I will share what I do have at this point. Uh, the other thing this week at, at City Hall was we had the Hydro Ottawa Annual Report. Um, this is for 2022, so they had an update on the derecho. Um, well, related to that, uh, one interesting thing was that uh, the province still has not reimbursed Hydro Ottawa 
for the all of the extensive repairs that they need to make needed to make after the derecho. Um, the other thing is that um, Hydro Ottawa is investing half a billion dollars, so five hundred million dollars, to bury important infrastructure, hydro infrastructure, to harden up the system, add more resiliency. Um, now, to do every wire in Ottawa would cost billions of dollars and it would take decades, but they are focusing on uh, the, the most critical infrastructure where they can get the most efficiency for their, their investment there. So, more to come on that. Uh, let's see. Oh, and, and one other thing was uh, on Friday we had our LRT subcommittee meeting and the latest update on how progress is going for the south end, the east end, and the west end. And uh, for folks going to Carleton University from Stittsville, the good news is that southern part of LRT is still on track for uh, uh, getting reopened in the springtime. So sometime between April and June. They're not being super specific about a date at this point because it still depends on, um, on how the testing goes. Coming up this week, um, the, the guides and the programming for all the city's recreation programs over the winter uh, are going to be posted on ottawa.ca. The actual registration doesn't happen until mid-November, uh, but you can start checking out all the programs and, and uh, get ready for that. So that'll be at ottawa.ca. You can find information on my website as well at glengower.ca. Um, I also posted on my website information about a meeting we're holding for residents on Lloyd Alex coming up on November 22nd. We have a, some proposed traffic coming on the street. We just want to present that plan to residents and get some of your feedback. So check out my website and we're also going to be dropping off a information postcard as well with all the, all the information about that, uh, that consultation. Uh, this week we've got a really busy week at City Hall. We have um, the big things on Thursday, probably it'll spill into Friday with the number of delegations. It's around Lansdowne Park and the redevelopment at Lansdowne Park. I put a note in my newsletter this week, I don't think I've talked about it on my video, but um, uh, the city owns the arena and stadium at Lansdowne Park. They're not privately owned, they're owned by the city. So there are assets and we're responsible for the upkeep, uh, basically making sure that those, those are in good standing. Um, and uh, we're, we're partnered with OSEG, the owners of the Red Blacks and the Ottawa 67s. We have a partnership that was set up 10 years ago. Um, now the city hasn't lost money on Lansdowne whatsoever, but we also have never realized the uh, revenue uh, from, that, uh, fr from the whole Lansdowne redevelopment. And we have a new deal that's being proposed in front of us that would include a few things. One is redevelopment of the arena and the north side stands into a modern facility. The other one is uh, a completely uh, new deal between OSEG and the city that would actually uh, see revenue return to Ottawa over, over the long term, over about 40 or 50 years, but a significant amount of revenue return, upwards of $300 million. Um, so it would, it would fix that deal uh, basically by bringing more people onto the site through more sporting events and more concerts and entertainment events uh, with more retail and with people actually living on the Lansdowne site. So um, it's not a perfect proposal or a perfect uh, deal yet and I know there's going to be a number of tweaks and changes made to it at our committee meeting this week. Um, but overall, I think it is a good approach. I just want to contrast a couple of numbers for you. 
To keep the arena and stadium in good repair, we estimate it's going to take about $10 million. This is an arena and stadium built in 1967, and it really is not adequate for the needs of modern sports and concerts and so on. And uh, the, we're, we're really having difficulty attracting a critical number, a critical mass of events to make it viable. Uh, it's not accessible for people who, who have mobility challenges and so on. And uh, the, the um, building envelope is just awful. Like the cost to heat and cool it is astronomical. So it costs a lot to keep it going, uh, upwards of $10 million a year. That's the do nothing option. This investment still costs the city money, uh, but we do get revenue. So what it comes down to is uh, uh, a net cost of about $5 million per year. Uh, could be five, could be a little bit higher. We're, what's what we're trying to do, assess the financial risk, the pessimistic scenarios, the optimistic scenarios, and make sure that we fully understand the, uh, the risks and the opportunities for this one. So that's on Thursday and Friday. Um, the day before, on Wednesday, at our Planning and Housing Committee, we have a big report about office to residential conversions and how we can help speed up and streamline the process to uh, help owners of uh, downtown office buildings that are now vacant, or, or, or again, older in their lifespan, uh, renovate those into housing downtown. Uh, so that's a good thing. Um, some more that's coming up this week. Uh, I'm, uh, I've got, I'm wearing my poppy. I'm going to be at the Independent today from noon till two, volunteering for the Stittsville Legion to help sell poppies. Uh, we'll be at the uh, entrance there, so uh, grab us on the way in or on the way out. And uh, I know some of the locations this year for the Stittsville Legion, you'll be able to tap to make a donation to the Poppy Fund. Uh, so making it super easy to make a donation. And uh, they're at all sorts of grocery stores and public spaces over the next few weeks leading up to Remembrance Day on November 11th. And of course, we will have the annual Remembrance Day ceremony on the afternoon of the 11th at the Stittsville Cenotaph at Johnny LaRue Arena. So watch for details soon. Uh, tomorrow, I'm gonna be downtown. In my role as deputy mayor, I will be taking part in a flag raising for uh, National Republic Day for Turkey. Um, it is their 100th anniversary as a nation. So a big day tomorrow downtown. A uh, couple things around volunteers before I wrap up. First of all, we are looking for volunteers to help out at community rinks across Stittsville. There are a dozen or more rinks. And uh, anyways, if you'd like to help volunteer, these rinks are all community run. So the flooding, the, the clearing, the maintenance, it's all done by volunteer community members. Please email my office and we can put you in touch with the volunteer leads at each of those locations. If you're near that Silas Bradley Park rink, the new one with the boards up, um, there's no hydro hookup yet for the lights. So we are trying to push Hydro Ottawa to get that uh, electrified as soon as possible. For safety reasons, the city won't open the rink until the lights are activated, but we're hoping to get that in before the winter and round out some volunteers who can help maintain it. Uh, speaking of lights, the Stittsville Lions, this weekend, this Saturday morning at 9 a.m., they're at Village Square Park and they're taking down the Christmas lights on the trees and they need some volunteers to help with that effort. And the reason they're pulling them down is because next Saturday, they are they're going to be reinstalling the lights new lights for village square park so if you can help out today at 9 a.m uh, head over to village square park uh, and uh, if you can help out next week uh, you can just show up or you can uh, email the lions club or you can email me and i'll put you in touch with the lions club uh, if we can get some a lot of volunteers out it'd be great there'll be some climbing and uh, 
a bit of flexibility required to get all those trees strung up with lights at Village Square Park. That's at Shea in Stittsville, Maine. And uh, one last reminder this morning, um, I mentioned this last week, but I'll mention it again. The flex stakes that are used for traffic calming in the center of the roads, city staff have started to remove them. They get removed every year because they interfere with snow clearing. They will go back in in April, uh, but between now and when the snow falls, um, we, we tend to see a lot of speeding when those flex stakes get taken out. So please, please, please obey the posted limits and slow down, even if there's no flex stakes, uh, for the safety of our community. Thank you for watching. Uh, thank you for watching every week or listening on the podcast. And I uh, hope you get a chance. It's a nice Saturday. hope you get a chance to go out and explore some of these spooky houses here in Stittsville, including this one on Abbott Street. Take care. Have a great week.